This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Open for Business. Arrows Oil provides convenient solutions for households, F&B and hoteliers to recycle the used cooking oil or UCO waste. They're the first of its kind to focus on the household market in terms of collecting UCO waste where households can recycle as little as five kilos of UCO from the convenience of their homes and Arrows Oil's digital platform. Uh, transactions for payments made are transparent and also a carbon calculation will be summarized for users uh, to keep in track with their carbon activities by recycling the ICO. I'm here with co-founder Founders, Dr. Chati Chai Chong and Shazwan Majid. So, good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Morning. Okay, now I know that uh, you were saying that there are five co-founders, right? Maybe a little bit of background about what you guys did and how you guys got together. So I'm Shazwan. I have an accounting and finance background. I've been in the renewable industry for about five years. We actually got together through a pilot project in 2017 that we started off in a neighborhood that me and Dr. Chatichai is staying at. So the whole project was actually to enable or to provide a responsible outlet for disposal for households. And this includes all types of recyclable waste, plastic, papers, e-waste, used cooking oil. And we saw that there was the biggest problem was on the use cooking oil product. That's where the founders, we were, you know, brainstorming and discussing how to solve the problem. And after a few mistakes that we've made mm. throughout the years, um, you know, for, I think about three to four years being in the field, we, Dr. Chatichai and Louis came up with a solution, which was um, providing uh, or actually launching an app which uh, provide a sense of convenience for users, households to recycle their used cooking oil conveniently. Mm, okay, so that's how you guys got together. So this was a pilot project, I know, in 2017 in SS14. And you said it's a failure, but it's not a failure to me because I think like you sort of learn about consumer behaviour and maybe you can share with me the consumer behaviour because when you're talking about this is the sort of thing I would do, lah, you know, because it's just out of pure laziness. What are some of the challenges in trying to collect used cooking oil from households? So, we did a market survey, or maybe if I would ask you, where do you store your used cooking okay. oil? Okay, see, <laughs> see, see I, I, I solved the problem immediately by not cooking. <laughs> so, that's uh, one way to go about it. Lah. Right. But uh, by you not cooking, someone else is cooking. Mm. So, where, uh, where are you, where are other people storing their used cooking oil? So, uh, we did the survey and found out that most of everyone actually either boil down the sink mm. or they solidify it and throw it down the dustbin which eventually goes to the landfill. Mm. So both and both it will be impactful to the environment and another group of people what they do is they fry their oil and fry it and, and, and fry, fry it, it. <laughs> and fry it. So uh, when, when that happens of course makanan sedap sedap memang sedap right. but then uh, it, it has some help impact on your... What's that term? There's a term for it when it's used repeatedly and then that's just very bad for your health but there's a term for it. I can't remember the word. Yeah, so the oil essentially becomes carcinogenic. It's carcinogenic, yeah, yes. Cancerous, yes, yes. It's practically irresponsible consumption, right? Right. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's what happens to all the little garais and all the stores as well, right? Yes, yes. So for us as consumer or for us as home cooker or 
people mm. that actually eat food you should uh, know that your oil should be not at the carcinogenic level means it hasn't been reused multiple times it yes. hasn't break into the smoking point where yes. the oil has become black yes yeah then you should stop using and, and store it and recycle it okay but even so eventually people don't find an avenue so mm. the issue was people don't know that there's an avenue for you to recycle used cooking oil mm. recycling used cooking oil in the market has been around mm. for maybe 10 or 15 years in Malaysia mm. But only FMB and hotels, hotels do it because they find it worthwhile. The volume is big. Uh, it's a side revenue. Yeah. But for household, it's like I got one kg, one liter. Apa nak buat? Throw right. down the drain. So that's where we came up with this uh, platform where we try to tap into the convenience where you can just recycle a minimum of 5 kg at your doorstep. Mm. Mm. Okay, so I think 5 kg. 5 kg, how would that be a typical usage in a household? So for a household of more than 4, the assumption is that they will produce about 5 kilograms a month. A month, okay. Yeah. So a, a household of more than 4. So I know like most people are not aware of what UCO is used for. What happens actually? What do you guys do? So essentially you use cooking oil. Palm oil or vegetable mm. oil is very versatile. There are many other after usage that can be done, it mm. could be turned into detergent, it could be turned into soap, mm. it can be even turned into candles. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I just bought some <laughs> from used cooking oil. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. That's very good. Yeah. But for our line of business, uh, what we essentially do is we will send it as feedstock to a biodiesel manufacturing plant. Mm. So all our used cooking oil will be converted into biodiesel. Mm. Of course, our biodiesel is not being consumed domestically, but right. it's being consumed in the European market. Right, so which is great business opportunity because this is exported and there's a huge demand right now in Europe. Isn't it? Malaysia is now number two when it comes to palm oil production, uh-huh. only second to Indonesia. Right. So yeah, it has big potential for us as a feedstock provider for right. this biodiesel. And it's good for the environment ultimately. Yes. yes. Uh, so what they do is they blend Yuko, use cooking oil, mm-hmm. together with diesel. So it could be something like a 20% blend with 80% of diesel. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you are knocking off the carbon emission that you will produce if be able to use 100% of diesel. Right. So you are reducing the carbon emission of a, a diesel engine when you're running your car and your engines and your okay, so machineries. I, and that's the thing, right? A lot of people don't know. Your average person don't know. Yep. About this, right? So you call it Yuko, huh? Okay, so, um, okay, Yuko, UCO, Yuko. The other thing as well, so you were saying that when you keep this five kilos, right, where do you keep, people are thinking, what do I do with the excess oil? So where do, can you keep this five kilos of used cooking oil in your household? Well, you can actually keep it in any airtight container, mm. so long as it doesn't leak out. Mm. Um, there's no expiry date for the used cooking oil. We can collect it as long as it, it's in liquid, liquid form. Mm. Yeah, you can use any container. We'll probably suggest to use HDPE, high-density plastic, mm. so that it doesn't, if you pour in hot oil, it doesn't melt. Um, you shouldn't pour hot oil. You should yeah, wait for you, it to you, cool you, down yes, first. Yes, you should always Hello? wait for it to cool down. <laughs> that but, I you know. know. Some people, you know, are in a rush and you'll, you know, just oh. simply, yeah, so that's actually very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, so any any form of container, but we actually do provide um, five-liter containers right. um, to our users. So you can just request, download the app and just request. Okay, so the app is called Arus Oil. Arus Oil, you can download it on um, Apple Store and Google Play. Okay, now, so what's also happened was when you were saying the SS14 project was that people didn't know how to recycle oil, basically. They knew how to put paper, they know how to do that. Yeah, there was low participation. Right. Um, I think people knew, but they just didn't have an outlet 
for mm. disposal. Mm. So we, we have like users who just found out about our app mm. that they have been storing like, you know, 60 kilograms of oil. Okay. For, you know, probably two years already. Okay. And they didn't know what to they do. They didn't know what to do with it. Right. And, you know, like Dr. Chai said, 90% are still part or 40, close to 60 to 70% are still pouring it down the sink. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so because I saw this uh, latest data shows that Malaysia is only collecting 45 to 50% of the total capacity. And, you know, that's the largely, I guess, from the domestic market, right? As in, I guess, the household, right? So Yeah, I think that's even overstated. Okay, so when what happens, I guess, is people didn't, even when you tried that project SS14 for people to bring it into their neighborhood, they didn't want to carry the oil. Yeah. They didn't so want to drive Convenience there. is a really, really big factor. Right. Yeah. So now you want your, your solution is for them to come to the house yeah do the collection at your doorstep so we feel that uh, Malaysia as a whole we are not really matured when it comes to recyclables yeah. uh, all sorts of recyclables yeah. if you go to other uh, European countries sometimes they instead of just three recycling bins they have like nine or ten I was like nine bins. how many things <laughs> can you recycle yeah. so they, they will break down let's say they have a, probably a cigarette box they yeah. will take out the plastic and throw it there they take out the aluminium table wow. and throw it there and take out the paper and throw it there but in Malaysia with just three tons sometimes uh, we eh, ni pergi mana ni pergi mana and okay. it's uh, so, unsure, right? so unsure so the the recycling maturity is not there yet in Malaysia mm. uh, and another problem we face when it comes to Yuko because it's oily and dirty mm. so if uh, I have to bring it somewhere with my tiny car mm. I I might not eh, it's not so conducive mm. la. so we came up we, or we try we hope to get the solution where we do it at your doorstep where you don't have to bring it anywhere mm. we can even come and take it from your kitchen if you allow us to in your house Okay. Usually it's just there. Yeah, so that minus out the factor of convenience and it's real time. So if you have oil you want to lepas today, just schedule and we try to come at the nearest okay. possible time. We'll yeah. talk We'll talk about your app and uh, you know what you aim to do with that in just a moment. I'm here with Dr. Chantichai Chong and Shazwan Majid from Aros All. Stay tuned to Open for Business, BFM 89.9. Build fortunes modestly. BFM 89.9. Morning. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Open for Business. We're talking to Dr. Chati Chai Chong and Shazwan Majid from Arus Oil. And what they uh, aim to do is to provide convenience, a solution for households, F&B and hoteliers to recycle their used cooking oil uh, waste, UCO. They told me it's UCO, UCO, anyway. Uh, but this is great new information. So you're trying to target the households, right? And with households, um, so this app, download the app, what happens? So I, I live it, say I live in Bandar Utama, right? So the process is, is very simple. I schedule a time for someone to collect. Yeah, of course, uh, you go through the registration, you mm. key in your details, key in your bank details and, and your address, mm. okay? Uh, when you do have oil, just uh, schedule a collection mm. on the app and take a picture of your oil. Okay. And uh, of course, your convenient time, convenient date that you're hoping to get, is it like after office hour, is it a Monday or is it Tuesday? And estimated how many kilograms that you have in... Okay, in so do you, do you do a minimum at least five kilos? So we do 
have a minimum of five kilos, mm. but sometimes people lie. That's <laughs> <laughs> why so you want a picture. <laughs> and don't yeah. use the same picture. <laughs> but but it's, it's fine, it's fine. Because essentially our goal is to just uh, stop it from going down your longkang. Yeah. Or stop it from being reused and consumed into your body. Right. So, so uh, it's fine, but we have a MOQ of 5kg. We will come, collect it, and verify. Uh, of course, through the app, you have notification. There's a driver on the way. When is mm. it scheduled, and so on and so forth. And then once we verify the weight, you will be given uh, cash back into your Arusoy wallet, mm. where you can choose to either cash it out mm. into your bank account, or you can choose to donate it to some NGOs we have on mm. board, or also redeem some items like candles. Okay, okay. Yes, uh, okay. candles and and but, and uh, and soaps and what have you. Uh, we do have candles at this moment, but of course now it's uh, low on stock because of the Christmas, Christmas season. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Who is that you partnered with? Uh, we partnered with a, a friend of us, which does okay. uh, fragrant candle. Okay. So she has incorporated Yuko to... Right, but there's, you don't need that much oil for, I mean, in the yes, candle yes, industry, yeah, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, the best thing is to turn into biodiesel yeah. and that's, there's a lot more demand yeah. for that, right? Yeah. It's yeah. nice to have, it's, but it's just not the, the kind of demand that it's you really have. It's really niche, la. yeah. So far, how many people have downloaded the app? We have about 3,500 users right okay. now. Okay. We have about 1,200 active mm. recycling users. Mm-hmm. So that's the idea. Of course, you, you hope. Are you focusing on certain areas? I mean, obviously, it's largely Klang Valley at the moment, but are there certain areas you want to work on? Um, we, we service the the whole of Klang Valley, Penang as well, but very much focused on Klang Valley right now, trying okay. to corner the household market in Klang Valley. Uh, we are trying to make it more focused, more concentrated in terms of our collection because mm. when it comes to this, we are have two things into consideration mm. our operational costs yeah. our running costs for operations and also the carbon emission that we use to come and take your yes. coal to try to save carbon so if I'm actually spending more carbon to save negative carbon it doesn't make sense right. so that's where the app uh, and the concentration comes to play right. if I'm going to say for example Puchong to just collect 1kg and come back I will of course lose money mm. and number two is I will spend more carbon to actually save the carbon so having the platform having the app we can actually concentrate our concentration right. uh, collection and try to reduce the carbon emission. Yeah, and you can put a lot of time. Yes. yes. So then you know yeah. that you know the guy's not yeah. going out there just collecting mm. one five kilo can, right? Yeah. So at least you know, okay, from six to eight, I'm mm. coming by and they're collecting a, a whole lot of people. So what has been the greatest challenge though? Doing it? consumer behavior change, logistics, what has it been? Yeah, consumer behavior change is one. Like, you know, I can't even convince my mom to ah. set set appointment on the app. Okay. That's one. Um, <laughs> and at one time we were every day at Han's house, uh, Talking about Yuko. Okay. <laughs> and even so, auntie did not recycle. La. <laughs> yeah, um, so you can't convince your mom. That's, mm. that's, that's one of the biggest challenges. I think another thing is awareness. Okay. Yeah. That, I think uh, Dr. Chai uh, does really well in that um, by educating or conducting awareness talks mm. for corporates, for uh, GMBs, joint management committees. Mm. Um, even for our Rukun Tatanga as well. So I know that you have some big names though as your customers. You've got your Saim Dabi property, your YTR hotels and IOI property. So it's easier with the larger organisations and with the hotels. I mean, they're already convinced. They already know what to do. It's just the households trying to change yep. that. Yeah. Okay. Now, so your focus would, I guess, purely B2C. You're also obviously open to B2B. Yeah. So to separate our um, mm. customer base, we're actually servicing 70% F&Bs, mm. um, B2Bs, okay. 30% um, B2C. We're hoping that we could bring that number up 
for to 50-50. Okay. Yeah. Right. That would be ideal. Yeah. So right now when the oil, uh, when you've, once you've collected the Yugo, what happens then? First, you will come to our facility in Subang. Mm-hmm. We have a small little facility in Subang where we will filter all the physical sediments, all the iron goreng, the tulang goreng. Tulang goreng. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Please filter yourself. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, it's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Then after that, we will leave it to settle for a period to separate water and oil. Okay. Uh, once then we release the water and then we we'll send it for a lab test. So with the lab test, uh, we will send it to our end buyer, which is the biodiesel manufacturer. Then they can decide mm. on the quality of biodiesel that they want to produce. Mm. So it, re- it really depends on the calorific value of the UCO, whether it can come with biodiesel. How mm. much do they need to add more diesel? Do they need to add less diesel? In that sense, yeah. Okay. Right, and I understand you're all going through equity crowdfunding right now uh, with Lead Capital. Yep. Right, so I guess people just need to go and register. How does that work? Uh, yeah, you can register at Lead Capital mm-hmm. and just look us up, Aros Oil. We're actually raising uh, 1 million ringgit for a post money valuation of 9 million. Right, Lead Capital is 1337 because people will be looking for Lead, 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 and then they didn't no, realize. Lead Capital. Uh, yes, yes, yeah, 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 Lead Capital, right? L E E T. Okay, see, there you go, confusing people. <laughs> Again, uh, so okay, go go check that out. Um, if for people who are interested, are you looking for institutional investors? Uh, we are looking for investors from all sorts. Mm. So we are doing at uh, 230 ringgit per lot. If you do invest in us, you will get a premium of the used cooking oil that you'll be selling to us. Okay. At a highest rate of yeah. 85% of CPO price. price. Right. And if you do have establishment or restaurant, it'd be good for you also. Lah. Right. I mean, rather yeah. than what I don't know what they're doing right now. Actually, we're hoping for like, you know, FMB restaurants owners to yes. on board or, or uh, hop on into our shareholder list. Right. right. Because, because it makes sense. Yeah. And the synergy or the long-term relationship would be very good. Yeah, it makes sense. Because you, you don't need, I mean, of course, the hotels are the big ones, but there are a lot of individual yes, FMB, you know, yeah. Malaysians in our obsession with food, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of them also just down it down the drain. Maybe the FMB market is quite matured. Mm. People usually do recycle. Okay. It just depends. They recycle with who, with how. Mm. But uh, we, Arus, we provide the traceability and ah. the transparency and also the carbon saving that you can get from right. the used cooking oil. So some corporates are like us yeah. because mm. we can provide an audit report, a ah, sustainable audit report for them. Which also looks good for them. Which yeah. looks good for them. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. which is the right thing to do, but also when it's audited, <laughs> which is audited, it just makes sense, especially yeah. if they're larger corporations. They want to also work with parties, uh, you know, that can provide the report, right? Because yeah, that's, that's the way moving forward with ESG. Okay, so the thing is also with biodiesel, right? It's also subject to fluctuations in price? Um, yeah, so used cooking oil is, I can say, it's probably tied to CPO price. Mm-hmm. It, like the other day when Russia in, uh, was having a war with Ukraine mm. or is having a war with the Ukraine. The Russia-Ukraine conflict. The Russia-Ukraine conflict. As we call it. That just shot the price up because yeah. um, Ukraine couldn't produce sunflower oil anymore, right? So good for us. It was very good for <laughs> us. It was, it was very good for Unfortunately, us. Unfortunately, it was All right. good for us. Yeah. So there is a demand at the moment, right? And there's a huge yeah. demand at the moment. So there is and this yeah, we see the price stabilizing. Mm. So okay, I guess like someone say I've got five kilos. How much money do I what do I get for these five kilos? 
So you get around 10 ringgit Right Yeah, for 5 kilograms Right, why not? You already have it in your household anyway Sure, in, sure And you can use like, you know It's in your e-wallet You could use it for vouchers Or mm. you could use it, you know To purchase Or to donate if, if it's too little amount for you No, but I think it just makes common sense Why not, right? Rather yeah. than, you know yeah. Rather than nothing And if that is problem is solved With someone coming to my house And I don't have to put it in my shiny car <laughs> Why not? Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, so all the best for people who are keen I guess to invest You, know, you can check out uh, Leet Capital uh, L-E-E-T Capital and you know and take part in this uh, program as well um, I've been speaking to Dr. Chati Chai Chong and Shazwan Majid from Arus Oil you've been listening to Open for Business BFM 89.9 Listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.